0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Celtic Way morning briefing live. It's Wednesday, November thirty. I'm Tony Haggerty at a Haggerty ten Twitter handle. You all know that by now, and I'm joined today by Aidan McDonald at Aidan C McDonald. Good morning, Aiden. How are we? I'm good, Tony. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Some background noise there. Where you are reading? Hear <laughs> that? Excellent. Yes, indeed. I'm um, all well and dandy. So before we do anything, guys, need to draw your attention to the strap line running along the bottom. It's the last day for the Black Friday offer. It ends midnight tonight. Big push for this, guys. It's a pound for six months of full access to everything that we write on the on the website. You can get access to the. Pause as well in the briefings, but you know that anyway, and all you have to do is hit a button www.shelticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Now Aidan, there's all sorts of stuff on the website, isn't there? There's statistical data analysis, there's big interviews, there's features, there's, there's columns, there's something there for everybody, sometimes nostalgic pieces. It's all up there on the web, isn't it Aidan? A pound for six months of full access to everything on the web. Can't say fairer than that, what a deal that is, Eden, and it ends at midnight tonight. So, guys, hit that button www.celtiway.co.uk forward slash subscribe, and we thank you to all the subscribers who have already done that, Eden.
1: Yeah, the intake's been really good in terms of subscribers with the Black Friday deal, so we really appreciate it. And as you mentioned there, Tony, there's uh, plenty of content covering Celtic from all sorts of different angles tactics, scouting, and interviews, features, so. Yeah, if you're not already subscribed, we'd
0: recommend getting in about it. <laughs> yes, we recommend getting in about it. You heard it there from Eden. That's exactly what to do, guys. Get in about Pure it. Pure poetry enjoy it. there, Tony. Pure poetry. <laughs> Pure poetry, <laughs> yeah. <you do. laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there's even some stuff from me, Eden. I'll catch I'll, you by saying that as well. Yeah, indeed. Now, Eden, Celtic never stops. And last night, Cameron and Carter-Vickers made his World Cup debut and he helped the USA through to the last 16 of the World Cup, just as I predicted he would do on my predictions, but some of my other predictions aren't doing too well, but I'll flag that one up because it's a good one. But uh, he came into the team, Aiden, and Greg Berhalter said this. He said, we expected Iran to be in a low block, and Cam does this every single week with Celtic. We thought that was just a very logical decision. He's used to defending space behind, and he's also used to building it up against a compact defence. Sound rationale there, Aiden. And he didn't let his country down, and obviously the person who put in they won, and they're now through.
1: Yeah, it was a good performance from the USA overall, and, and Carter Vickers was an important part of that in terms of <clears throat> taking the ball from the bat, progressing it quickly. And it's not always really a surprise when you hear the manager's comments that that's. <laughs> what- but he was selected because he's used to playing that style. So overall, uh, it was impressive from both him and the American national team. I think just in terms of World Cup prediction story, I wouldn't worry too much about him not coming through (laughs) because mine's been miles off it so far.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Helen Feeks comes in and says, Cameron Carter-Vickers had a cracking game. Andrew Gallia also comes in and says, look, he looked very good. Josarian says he was solid. Uh, You know, lots of people agreeing. Kevin Ferrier saying, What an appearance, his first world game. He's going to be worth 30 million now. Robert Gibson saying, Cameron Catavickers was a rock for the USA at the back. Makes you wonder why he wasn't at it from the start. You know, so there you go. And David Ferguson comes in and says, This he was immense last night, but please, please, can no one be selling him today? <laughs> there you go, Aidan. Uh, all sorts of comments there, but most of them in praise of the big man, he had a solid debut. He was outstanding and, uh, yeah, I mean, the USA are through, so that's all, he was brought in to do a job. He has clearly did that job and USA are smiling today.
1: Yeah, it was just, without repeating myself, it was a really good performance from Carter Vickers and from every, every aspect, really defensive and attacking-wise, he was a really important part and, it, yeah, after that first game, obviously when they drew one each with Wales and the American defense didn't play that well, it was a surprise that he then didn't come in against England. But obviously they got the point in that game, so they will feel justified in their selection. But mm-hmm. overall, it was really positive, and it's uh, good to see it, at the moment at least one player going through in the round of sixteen.
0: Yes, now well, here's a tongue-in-cheek one from David Ferguson to your old dad here. You still write pieces, Tony? Thought you were just a global jet setter. That background and tells you that um back on terra firma, doesn't it, that the global jet setting has ended for the time being. Uh, yes, I do still write pieces, there you go, I did write a lot when I was away, so hopefully you caught that on the site, but yeah, I, I, uh, Gwang Critter can say CC views one of the stars of the show, now if I'm writing a headline Aiden I would be saying a star in the stars and stripes, you know, that kind of thing, you know, so big. Big Cameron doing himself uh, justice on the international scene, but to be fair, in our, he's top of our TCW player rankings, power rankings at the minute, and we kid on, we call him CCV8, CCV9, but it's, he's just continuing that uh, club for him, isn't he? And he's taking it into the international level, and he's taking it to the biggest stage of all, the World Cup.
1: Yeah, he's moved up a completely different level this season, in my opinion, Carter, because he was obviously excellent in the uh, and post sort of opening campaign but I think he's been really good this year in terms of maybe even contributing a bit more on ball progression as well. I, I think he's been superb and obviously that is going to unfortunately lead to him getting links with you know uh, other clubs in Europe but if you are performing well at the World Cup you are going to sort of get rumoured to be in the shop window so there's nothing we can really do about that but be positive and Hopefully he's not going to be going anywhere anytime soon because he's such an important part of Celtic what to try
0: and be so for again this season. But to quote the boss man, Aidan Sean, security's overrated and he is tied down on a long-term deal and anybody want to come and get him, shows the, the colour of the fibre of your fabric, basically, you know what I mean? So I, I think Celtic have got, are, you know, of of uh, copper-bottomed that in terms of their players, you know what I mean? So it's good business since by Celtic.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the club's in a very strong negotiating position and a lot of their players, as we've also discussed at length over the last few months really, since the end of the summer transfer window players like Carter Vickers, you know, they only signed permanently this year so they've got their well into, they're not even into their first year with a full contract yet, so yeah, the club's in a strong position and it's, it's not like it was when Cogway first came in you had players like I or Christy, Edward, etc, who if they didn't leave in that window, they were then going to basically leave for nothing in either January or the following summer. So the club is in a strong negotiating position if it, if it comes to it with bids. but uh, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't come to that.
0: Yes. I just got a text message from the boss man laughing at me, saying security is underrated, I think, was the phrase I was meant to use. don't know what I said, but hey, that's the phrase he uses anyway. So there you go. Uh, but indeed, yeah, I mean, I think Celtic are in a good position when it comes to their players, to be honest, Aidan, you know, and uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers is an important cog, as you say, in the green and white machine moving forward and he's vital to the future success of Celtic uh, this season and in coming seasons, hopefully. But to be fair, if he can go and shine on that stage, then his confidence will be soaring. it? So when he comes back, he'll, he'll be an even better player for that experience.
1: Yeah, it can only be a positive for him and he's getting to play at a an even higher level now, featuring at the World Cup and I'm unsure exactly who USA will be playing in the round of 16 but no doubt it'll be a quality team so that'll improve his game as well so there's only positives to be taken from this in my opinion
0: at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I, uh, I was delighted to see him play and I was also delighted the fact that he showed up well because uh, We've been championing his cause for a long, long time, and he's just solidified that Celtic defence. He was part of the, the best defence in the league last season alongside Carol Starfield, but he's just added an extra dimension of security there, hasn't he? And comfort blanket and the team. know he does lead by example. He's maybe not the most vocal, but he's a different kind of captain, as the manager has alluded to from Callum McGregor, isn't he?
1: Yeah, and I think having those sort of different leadership st- uh, styles are important to have balance out the squad. Obviously, everybody would rather that Callum McGregor was fully fit right now and playing, but in terms of having a deputy, I don't think you can ask for much better on Carter Vickers. People forget how young he is as well, you know. He's still yeah. in his early 20s. He's not near the so-called peak for a player. So, yeah, it, it's really positive, I think, that you've got somebody like that. And maybe even underneath that, again, even somebody like Joe Hart, who does have probably the more experienced head. So, in terms of two or three players that can maybe take on the captaincy, Eight or two, sorry, in the absence of Cal McGregor. It's all looking quite positive on that front as well.
0: It says a lot for the USA Men's National Team manager, Greg Berhalter, that he did trust him to play. That was a, that was the most significant game that USA played so far in the World Cup. They, they go on to play Holland in the last 16 eight, and the, the boys are telling you. So, I mean, again, that'll be another crucial Best, game, yeah. but hopefully he's did enough to warrant a, a place in that. In the defence to play the play the Dutch, and that would be good to see him play against them.
1: You know it would be, and you know, obviously he'd be up against top quality players if that was the case. But that will be really good for his development. And yeah. I, I'm unsure whether or not he'll start that match. Obviously, given that he wasn't involved in the, the opening two fixtures, but he's not done himself any harm after last night's performance.
0: So we'll just need to wait and see. Uh, without a doubt, I uh, I would love to see an aerial duel, corners, and set pieces with. Cameron Cattler-Vickers and Virgil van Dijk, that would be fun, wouldn't it? We'll just see who, the, see who gets... who the, gets the better of the exchanges there. But yeah, I mean, as you say, we we wish all the Celtic players well that are playing in the World Cup and uh, Cameron Cattler-Vickers is through to the last 16, and we say congratulations to him. Josip Juranovic and Aaron Moy are hopefully, or they're trying to to emulate that, aren't they? As well as Dyson Mider, but We'll, all f- we'll find that out in the fullness of time. Uh, I think Croatia and Australia are playing today, aren't they? Yeah, Hopefully. yeah, they're playing a bit later on. They've been playing later on, yeah. Also, we'll find those players will find out their fate later on. We'll watch that with uh, interest. Now, wanted to get your thoughts on kind of retro perspective here, Eden. Today, 30th of November, might, uh, rings a bell with some Celtic fans. It's 25 years today since Celtic beat Dundee United 3-0 in the League Cup final. Vim Janssen's first trophy as a Celtic boss. And uh, that was a kind of catalyst for Celtic to go on and Shatter Rangers bid for 10 in a row. Lots of players say that. That day proved that Celtic could be winners and it turned out they went on to, to win the title that season under Vim and he's won an only season at the club. Sadly, Vim's uh, recently passed away which is a, an absolute shame. But uh, 30 years ago, fondly remembered Aiden for that season. Celtic did the leading League Cup double. And uh, I think at the end of it, the, the Celtic fans took the Oasis song Roll With It to their hearts because they played it and it, it became a bit of a, an anthem for the club around about that time. But uh, I wanted to get your perspective on it because don't think you were around at that time, were you, Aidan? Or just around? Or?
1: It was about before my time, Tony. <laughs> uh, but obviously, it was an important moment. It was a, you know, I've heard plenty of stories about it, etc. It was an important moment in the club's history, <clears throat> obviously, and yeah, as you said, the sort of anthems that came around. Part of that, you can still hear that sometimes if you that trophy day, etc. So yeah, it was obviously a, a a really big moment in terms of the context of that time. Eh, obviously. Winning in the league, one in the cup, the we hadn't been one for nine years. So yeah, and I have am well aware of it, even though it's a bit
0: before <laughs> Guys, if you want to come in and talk about that, your memories of the nineteen ninety-seven Cup final, just that season in general when Celtic shattered the 10, go ahead. Uh, I was just interested to hear Aidan's perspective on it because he was just it was a bit before his time. But I, I remember it well and I remember Vim Jansen coming in and again, like Ange Postacogo, people were saying, Who's this guy? and but he quickly uh, fashioned a team and built them into winners. And I think most people will remember that League Cup final. They'll remember the the win against Rangers at New Year in, in 98, the, the Lambert and Burnley game, as it became known as, Eden. You'll have seen the highlights of that, no doubt. Yeah,
1: you know, it was a Paul Lambert's goal was probably <laughs> one of the best I've actually seen, to be fair. Just in terms of general highlights to my match, it was an absolute screamer, so... Yeah, many and, important moments from that season that obviously
0: I'm well aware of. And that was uh, that was Paul Lambert's first ever goal for Celtic, funnily enough. Not a bad way to open your account for the hoops, eh? Nah, not bad at all, to be fair. <laughs> Robert Gibson comes in and says, Vim the Tim had better hair than Jota. There <laughs> you go, Eden. What say you to that? Did, did Vim Jansen have better hair than Jota? Are you not are you on board with that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Duffin comes in, Larson's first touch, he gave the little away to Chip Charlie, and he scored a screamer. He did indeed. Celtic lost 2 1 at Easter Road to Hibernian and lots of people made snap judgments about Henrik Larson right there in then NH oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> I know, I, I, I can only imagine uh, what it would have been like
1: if Twitter and that had been around then, Tony, after yeah, that game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I suppose, I suppose it's all relative at the time. To an extent, but.
0: yeah. Well, the addendum to that is 242 goals, 315 games uh, for Celtic, uh, 650 grand. Wim Jansen's gift to Celtic, arguably the greatest transfer piece of business in Celtic's history, and a player who's just won the hearts and minds of the Celtic faithful and of a certain generation. He's the finest Celtic player they've ever seen live. Can't argue without those kind of sentiments. Saying uh, Henrik Larson was a phenomenon, and Vim, as Kevin Ferrier says, Vim and Murdo were brilliant that season. They, they did the uh, the the uh, they were just a, a machine that season. You know they, they just kept going and kept going and refused to refused to buckle. Aiden, despite the fact that it was uh, everything was riding on it, such a, a crucial title success.
1: Yeah, it was, and it obviously shows you the mentality that Jansen and the coaching staff around about at that time were able to install, sort of, how, sort of, steely that would have had to have been, given the circumstances of the, sort of, previous nine seasons. So, yeah, it, it was obviously massive, I mean, nobody needs me to tell them that, how important it was. So, yeah, no doubt about that, Tony.
0: I might have told this story before, but uh, I'll tell it again. I described every one of Henrik Larsson's goals, uh, for a I could pull out all 242 of them. And uh, I, I went to a, a function, and I was very got very, very friendly with Alan Stubbs, who was a Hibs manager at the time. I covered Hibs a lot when I was uh, uh, working for the paper, and he was sitting beside Henrik, and I thought it's now or never, and I went up to Henrik and I. Well, up to Alan Stubbs and I said could you introduce me to The Magnificent Seven which he duly did and it was kind of like, right. Stubbs you've done your bit I'll do this. i sorry for Alan Stubbs actually <laughs> and uh, I asked Henrik to uh, to sign uh, the, the the copy that I'd, I'd, I'd brought and then he, he, uh, he kind of looked and he, kinda, he went and he went oh yeah I remember this he said yeah and I, so I unmasked myself as the author and he kindly signed every page and as i Turn to leave and say thank you to Stubbs. He, he was he was reading bits of the thing to Alan Stubbs and he just sort of said, I remember that hat trick at Time Castle. And then he just kind of went, Poor Bert Conterman. <laughs> and he just kind of and him and Stubbs he kind of laughed, you know. And uh, yeah, and it was just one of those kind of surreal moments that you have, and I was always very grateful. And it was a wonderful souvenir, and and the the addendum to that is that my my boss at the time a guy called ian scott who was in the dale record he'd said to me to describe all these goals for the pullout and it took forever and he said trust me you'll love it he said one day you'll thank me for it and you'll have a you'll have a priceless souvenir and he, he was right and ian sadly no longer with us. and uh, yeah i always think of that moment of uh, inspiration that ian had and bestowed it upon me and, and told me to do that and i do have a wonderful souvenir and it's it's something that uh, Something that kind of money can't buy, you know, and, and I'm always fortunate and feel privileged at the fact that you get to do that. But uh, I always kind of salute Ian, and uh, and Ian was a uh, let's just say he didn't support the uh, the green and from Glasgow, but uh, he was a cracking guy, nevertheless, and a wonderful operator and and a great boss. And I've always, uh, I always always think of that and always think of Ian when I when I look at it. But yeah, I mean that that's kind of souvenir from that, that kind of season in, in, in Henrik's time and I think uh, I think a lot of Celtic supporters that title's cherished because of that Aidan, because of what it meant to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I, I, would, I would imagine so, that would be one of the, the reasons that it's kind of thought of so highly, given the, the distinct lack of success in the, the sort of previous period of time, so yeah. I, I know like, just from personal experience, like family members and that, etc, That is probably one of the sort of league titles that they remember most fondly. Probably, can't really compare it obviously, but the, the one last year was sort of one that was, I think, will probably be remembered for a while, given the circumstances oh, yeah. at the start of that season. But in terms of, you know, overall context, particularly the last 25-30 years, then yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that's probably one of the most, if not the most iconic.
0: Yeah, and I I did, I wrote a piece saying that it, it was up there, uh, last year's was up there with the ones that you can remember. But, I mean, I, to put it in some kind of context, Adrian, I I did my old grades in 1988, and then I was a, a 25-year-old man by the time when <laughs> won the title again, and I'd, I'd started my first kind of jobs in journalism. So that nine-year stretch, it was long. You know, it was, it was very long, and I think a lot of people kind of live their life in seasons, don't they? and it uh, it just it just seemed to last forever that that period of, of rangers dominance until Wim jansen and mother McLeod came along and you know hacked up to them it was just and my father was beside himself at the thought that rangers might shatter jock Steen's record so he was he was uh, especially delighted that it remained intact you know so
1: yeah no i can imagine i can imagine it was obviously
0: stressful time for everybody involved so <laughs> yeah michael duffin says excellent tony my dad's got that article any celtic do not touch box <laughs> i do not touch box yeah yeah i mean it's a uh, it's a personal thing but i guess just sharing it with you guys it's uh i, I like to sort of share these wee stories because it's uh, as i say I, i'm in a privileged position and i always understand that and appreciate that but just kind of gives you. I, I just when you, you know, football players are human and they do care and they do, uh, they do go out their way to help you. And as I say, when I unmasked myself as the author, he was, he just kind of Henrik's kind of demeanor changed a bit with me. It wasn't just some kind of normal. And I don't. It's something I don't actually normally do. I'm not. I'm not a an autograph hunter or a souvenir hunter. I just that. It's not in my nature, but. I just thought there was something a bit different and a bit special about that, and 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 as in, it's something that I hold dear, and uh, I think a lot of people hold many memories of Henrik and that particular season dear to their heart. Saden, and when you you you've watched the highlights and all that. It doesn't get any more, I uh, no, any less emotional or heart when you see it.
1: I think if that was to happen now it'd finish me off, Tony, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I much prefer if it can be sorted a few weeks in advance. Even the previous season there, the fact that you know it did go down to the last sort yeah. of two or three games, that was that was enough for me. But yeah, you can see how plenty of times if you watch footage back, I mean I think pretty pretty much every Celtic fan, where they were born and then they were at the game or whatever, you know, they were seeing footage from that game and it meant so much, and no wonder, given the circumstances at the time.
0: I don't think you'll get another season like that, Aidan, really, to be honest. You know, in terms of nerve-shredding, I know Rangers sort of had it there with Celtic, but that was a, a kind of, a season that's, you know, the, the COVID season when there was no fans and stuff like that, so there was something missing from it. I, I believe that the, the fans missed out on that emotion and adrenaline and just basically nail-biting stuff.
1: Even then, I wasn't on the really nerves, given the fact that unfortunately the league was finished in November,
0: yeah. November or something like that. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, unlike uh, 98, when it went down to the end. And it's funny that, you know, Harold brought back not, uh, not one of Celtic's greatest ever players, but he's, he provided one of Celtic's greatest ever moments, Aidan, and he'll be forever revered for that. And... Uh, you know, he, he wasn't there that long, but everybody still remembers that. That, You know, they remember the fact that he missed a lot of chances, but he didn't miss when it mattered.
1: No, exactly. I mean, I'm sure rather than score like 50 goals for the club, He, for example, he'd much rather have his goal tally ended up with, plus one of the most kind of iconic goals in modern history for Celtic, really. So I'm sure he's, in the end, quite happy with how it turned out.
0: <laughs> it's not the worst thing to be remembered for, is it? <laughs> if not we're not now bringing it back to modern day Aidan uh, Alistair Johnson the kind of the transfer seems to be moving on a patient it looks like that he will be coming in things moving ahead quickly the reports of he's had a medical and all that while he's over there so it just seems to be a matter of dotting the I's and crossing the T's as they say on, on this particular deal but you happy with that? I was, me and Sean were talking about yesterday, Celtic acting like a big club, getting their business done early, all that kind of stuff. So all the signs there are positive for you?
1: Yeah, no, I'm really happy uh, with the signing. F- from what I've seen uh, in terms of reading through, obviously, Stuart Ross's uh, scouting report that he did on him, which was really, really detailed and which I would recommend anybody that's a subscriber going to have a look at that because it basically breaks down. Uh, he's sort of everything he done well and he's 39 games in the MLS in the season that's just finished and when I've seen him in uh, the two World Cup games particularly the first game against Belgium even though uh, Canada lost he was a real bright spot for them and he showed plenty of the traits that I think is, are reasons that Possinacoglu signed him in terms of getting forward almost becoming like an extra midfielder in the middle of the park being strong in the tackle duels progressing the ball really well so um, I think it's possible Sort of Tony, and I know there's maybe the caveat for some people that does that mean was leaving? We, we don't know. We're not privy to that sort of information. Only time will tell, but I think regardless of Yoranovic is moving on, it's positive that you've got the player in as early as possible around waiting right to the end of the transfer window so you can bed them in really from uh, just after the January transfer window opens. Or if it's a case of a bit like with Tom Rodrick and Matt O'Reilly last year, it sort of transpired, the way Posnacoglu was talking uh, later on, that they knew Roger was going to be away uh, come the summer and that uh, mm. he uh, wanted to get O'Reilly in quite early so he could sort of bed the in while still having Roger there, so O'Reilly didn't have to play all the time. Obviously, it turned out with Matt O'Reilly, he was such a good player that he did kind of just play all the time. So I don't know if Johnson's going to have that sort of instant impact, but even if it's a case of Iran, which is still there for six months of the summer, and he's able to, you know, learn a bit from them, etc. I think it's positive either way, because, like, you've got Ralston as well in there in terms of cover, so, no, it, it is conducting your business like a big club, as the manager said, and, and it does tie in with what Potsnikoglu was saying eh, in one of his recent press conferences, I think it might have been before the Ross County game, they was just basically saying that a good chunk of the transfer business is already done, and he's thinking about eh, the summer window.
0: The summer window, yeah. no. The looks as if they brought in two. Aidan, do you see them bringing in any more? <laughs> that's the killer question. question
1: to be fair, Tony. Yeah. Uh, I would like Celtic to bring in a couple of more. Yeah, I think having another sort of midfield option, whether that's yeah. a number six or a number eight, because I, I don't personally think they've replaced Tom Roderick since he's left. In terms okay. of, well, technically they did to an extent with Matt O'Reilly, but he sort of just filled that hole. There's not like a kind of second string behind that. Sure. And in, in my opinion, I know, I know you've got David Turnbull, I know you've got Adam Moy, who have both contributed a lot this season, but in terms of that sort of playmaker style that Roger mm-hmm. was, and I know it's not going to be easy to get, you know, unfortunately, a player mm-hmm. like that, it's probably going to be outside Celtic's budget, to just put them at their peak, they would need to be like a younger player or maybe somebody that was sort of the end of the peak years, but I think somebody like that would be an option Tony, but I, I do understand that the manager might not view that as like a priority, given the four players you've got in there and the fact that when Callum McGregor comes back, if there's a game that the manager's wanting to play Abdul, or he's wanting to put O'Reilly back to the sixth, McGregor can then go forward. So, yeah. it may not be a priority, but it's definitely a position I would look at longer term if you're wanting to develop and try and progress, because hopefully you're going to be in the Champions League next year if you win the league, so sure the squad's got to kind of move on again in terms of another position uh eh, obviously they've seen Kobayashi. that would have been my other pick would have been for a center half maybe maybe another striking option tony potentially yep. but obviously we've kind of discussed um, yeah, yeah, sure was, that, yeah, yeah. the last week about mm. we only <laughs> really want someone that can come in and challenge Keogo and yakimakis we don't want a third string because it's, it's not really any use, That doesn't develop the squad, so it would need yeah. to be, not necessarily somebody you've spent a lot of money on, but like, you know, a real quality player. Whether or not you're going to get that in the January window, I don't know, but that would be the sort of two positions for me. What about you? Tony, have you got anywhere on this team you think you want to get more
0: players? Aye, I, I would, I would say the same, the exact same, a striker and a uh, possible number, uh, number six or eight, depending on what way he's views that, you know, I'm, I'm very much like that. I, my thoughts are: you can never get enough good players in your team, and then you find ways of shoehorning them in, and you know. And I and I don't think uh, I don't think another striker or another midfielder would uh, would upset any kind of apple cut. Again, uh, I'm all for competition for places and guys being at the top of their game and on their toes the whole time. And you know, you just feel that if Jack and Marcus or Kyogo gets injured, then I know you've got other options here with Haksavanovic and stuff like that. But I just think for I don't know, just safety and numbers, I think. But also, I, I would want it to be quality as well. And But I understand that these guys cost money too, but Celtic seem to have done well working within the financial parameters and scoping out players. So I'm sure, if the man, I'm sure the manager knows exactly who's available and for what price and if it's value for money and it represents value for money, they will certainly try and get them. So it wouldn't surprise me if another couple came in if it was only Kobayashi and Johnston, I'd still be I'd still be happy with that.
1: Yeah, I, I would completely agree, Tony, and we know that the big fee doesn't always guarantee it's going to be successful. Yeah. Obviously the club play, paid quite a bit of money for Zota and Carter Vickers, but that was off the back of them having a season on loan, so very much try before you buy. I, I don't think I, I could personally see Celtic jumping in and spending, you know, six, seven, eight million on no. Maybe somebody that's maybe not somebody that's first team ready, but somebody that's going to be like sort of the main person in one of the positions. I, I don't know if I can see that personally. So it might be that they, they pluck a few more gems from somewhere. I mean, we obviously seen last January the three Japanese players that came in, Maeda, Adaguchi, struggling a bit, Hitati. You know, two out of the three of them have been really important parts of the team. So yeah, and Just because you're spending money isn't a guarantee that a, a player's going to work out. So we we just need to wait and see. And if there is only two players coming in this window and it's uh, uh, Kobe Ashley and Dave Johnson, then that's fine. It's still building towards the summer because no doubt there'll be a bit of movement then anyway. So
0: We trust the manager implicitly on these things, don't we, Aiden?
1: You've got to do it at this stage. <laughs>
0: indeed well that sounds like a good place to wrap it up for today we'll be back tomorrow to do it all again I say we never stop we'll keep going throughout up until Celtic are back in action which seems a long time away december the 17th it's crawling by isn't it guys but once more just draw your attention to the strap line guys it ends at midnight tonight take take us up on this offer the black friday offer it's a pound for six months of full access hit the button www.shelticway co.uk forward slash subscribe. It's Aidan said with some wonderful uh, number of subscribers taking uh, advantage of that offer and we'll hope you're enjoying everything that's written on the website because there's something there for everybody. There's big interviews, there's statistic and data analysis, there's scouting reports, there's nostalgic pieces. Everything's there, Aidan, isn't it? Everything you want the Celtic support, all the boxes are ticked. Black Friday offer a pound for six months. Hit the button, www.celticway.co.uk, forward slash subscribe. Can't say fairer than that, can we, Aiden? We, can. I know, Tony. we cannot, Tony. you cannot. Indeed. Well, you know what to do, guys. Thanks very much. And to all the subscribers, we say thank you as well. We appreciate it. We, we love the interaction. We enjoy it. We enjoy the banter, the tune, and flown. We couldn't do it without you. So, yeah, if you've not subscribed, hit the button. If you have subscribed, thanks very much. And we'll see you again, same time, same back channel tomorrow. Thanks very much for your contribution, Aidan. Always first class. Thanks, guys, for the comments as well. Take it easy.
1: Cheers, guys. Cheers, Tony.